again, Medical Education Podcast listeners. This is Kevin Eva, Editor-in-Chief of the Journal. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Yvonne Carlson, who is at Zalgrenska Academy, where she's working on a PhD at the University of Gothenburg in Sweden. Yvonne, this is an extra busy time in life because I understand you're about halfway through your PhD and know that you're two months into parenthood. So I'm particularly thrilled you were able to make the time for this and even more happy to hear that everything's going so well in your personal life. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's also good to take a break from baby business. <laughs> good to take a break, but I'm sure it'll be good to get back to as well. So we will make this brief, but I'm very much looking forward to having a conversation with you about a paper you have coming out in the December 2023 issue of Medical Education. The paper is titled, The Medical Internship as a Meaningful Transition, a Phenomenographic Study. And I'm going to start by just asking you to provide some context for readers, if you wouldn't mind. The sort of transition phase from undergraduate to postgrad varies extensively across the globe. What is the medical internship in Sweden and what does that transition actually look like in practical terms? So the medical internship in Sweden is exactly what you say. It's the transition from being a student to starting work as a doctor. So it's basically your first job after graduating. And it's designed to be an introductory service where you get to work at different departments at the hospital. And if you finish it successfully, you receive your license as a doctor. And we chose to study the medical internship in Sweden as a proxy for a transition phase. And we wanted to look at this transition from student to doctor from a different point of view in a way that hadn't been done so much in the literature. So we wanted to see how can this transition be meaningful to the ones in transit. The background short. Yeah, that's great. This is a single year, a single hospital, typically, and a set number of specialties that everybody rotates through. Yes, as a medical intern in Sweden, you do four rotations in internal medicine, surgery, psychiatry, and general practice in order to get kind of an overview of the medical profession and also in order to see these kind of different workplaces and to be both in like in the emergency ward, inpatient care, outpatient care. So it kind of provides you with an overview of the healthcare system for one and a half to two years. And you have regular checkups and examinations. In that transition period, in whatever form it takes, you just alluded to being extensively studied as people have tried to figure out how one moves from trainee to practitioner and that sort of hybrid transition in between. Can you just say a bit more about what it is that led you to believe this was a unique way of coming at that study? So in a local perspective in Sweden, this is more or less the first scientific study of this transition of this medical internship itself. But that was not the main point why we wanted to do this study. The main reason why we wanted to do this study was to conceptualize this transition differently. Quite often in the literature, this transition is depicted as a struggle. It seems it's really hard to transition from being a student to starting the job as a doctor. And it's quite often described like that, like this struggle or really intense challenge leading to burnout and leading to a lot of mental exhaustion. And we wanted to look at this differently. Like how can this transition also be considered or how is it considered rewarding or meaningful or beneficial for those people 
doing this transfer. So we wanted to have a new take on that transition to bring out what's meaningful to these individuals in order to see what can we do more of to support these junior doctors transitioning to clinical work. And so how does this fit with the bigger picture of your PhD studies? Is your entire area of study around the transition or around the particular struggles or meaningfulness that you're just describing? So that's a good question. I still try to grasp what my PhD would actually <laughs> be about, and I'll be happy when I know what it's actually about. But I guess it will be about this transition. Three of my studies concern medical interns or the program directors of the medical internship in Sweden uh, to try to understand how they perceive the meaning of the, the medical internship as it is right now in Sweden. The fourth study is about senior medical students and how they see this transition coming up and how they picture it. And you've used that phrase, perceive the meaning, a couple of times now. So these yeah. me to want to ask you about the methodology. So you've used phenomenography for this mm. study. It has a rich history in medical education, but isn't the most common method by any means. Would you mind just describing what that is and why it was a good fit, given your goals? Yes, I guess I have two answers to that question. When we did the literature review, we didn't find anyone who had used phenomenography to shed light on junior doctors' perceptions of this transition. So that was one gap. And then there's also the fact that we're in Gothenburg and phenomenography has its roots at the educational faculty of Gothenburg University. So we have Ferenc Martin, which is one of the founders can say of phenomenography or who has written some key literature on phenomenography who's based in Gothenburg and that also allowed me to be part of groups working intensely with phenomenography and I also had a phenomenographer attending my half-term seminar in my PhD study so I saw it as an opportunity to enrich the study by being close to the roots of the methodology. So what are the key features that define it as a phenomenographic study? So the key features would be that you, through phenomenography, try to highlight the variations of how a phenomenon is perceived. So in contrast to, for example, phenomenology, where you try to find the essence of a phenomenon or the shared meanings of a phenomenon. Phenomenography instead tries to show the variations of how a phenomenon can be understood. If you take a, a simple example, what is a banana? A banana is yellow, that's one variation. A banana is sweet, a banana is slightly bent, it's yellow. That would be the different variations in how a phenomenon is understood. And then phenomenography also includes an analysis of the relationship of these different variations and how the variations relate to one another, which is called the outcome space. And can I help but ask about the outcomes, given you mentioned the outcome space. So you've interviewed 12 senior medical interns focusing on their meaning. What were the outcomes that you found most interesting? That's a good question. You know, I'm so immersed in the data and it's like after the analysis, the data is a part of me and I'm so familiar with it that it's hard to go back to where I was before the data analysis. So I'm not surprised by anything anymore because I feel I'm a part of this data. <laughs> but I guess what I found really interesting was a part of the outcome space called the variations of agency or the intracategorical variation of agency that we found. So in each 
category that we found, we also found a varying degree of how much the interns would enact control within that category. So, for example, they found that the internship was meaningful in terms of giving them a certain space. And for some, enacting like a low agency in that category, they felt that they could lean back and they could glide through the internship and kind of enjoy the low pace and the space that the internship enacted, whereas some interns really made use of that space to try to increase their learning as much as possible during the internship. So I found this variation of agency was really interesting. I really feel that I can see that myself, having been an intern myself, that this is really in the internship and in the data. Well, in, in every part of the world that I've encountered, as people focus on this transition stage, there's a bit of a tension between uh, to what degree am I a learner and to what degree am I a worker. And I imagine agency starts to feed into that tension as well. Did your participants see themselves as being in both states or did they recognize the value or lack thereof of the internship in terms of actually playing multiple roles? They definitely did. They really emphasized their role as a learner. They considered the internship protecting their role as a learner and allowing them to stay a learner throughout the internship. But they say that without service, without the healthcare production, as they quite often refer to it as, it wouldn't be for real. It wouldn't give them as much. So they really find this dual roles meaningful to both be a learner, but also being able to contribute to the healthcare production, as they say. But they also emphasize this tension between learning and working. And they really separate these. They say, now I'm working and then I go for seminars and then I'm learning. And that's quite interesting because me, myself, ideally, those things would happen simultaneously, like working and learning. So it's interesting how they really emphasize this tension and separate those two. And as much as I'm sure they you know, want to get on with becoming you know, full-fledged practitioners, that if I read the text correctly, it sounds as though having the year actually provided them some reassurance. It gave them some confidence that they were able and aware of the extent to which their skills were growing. Yes, exactly. So that's one of the outcomes that they feel like the internship provides them with a certain competence and quality, both through feeling more confident as doctors, but also through the internship leading to the medical license and that enough stakeholders or senior doctors have seen them and have judged them and said that they're good enough now to become a doctor. So it's definitely a quality marker. They consider the internship being a quality marker. Yes. And you have a few studies to go yet, but at this early stage, are you already seeing anything from your data that would lead you to want to change anything in the internship or reprioritize? Or how can we use your data to try to help trainees and the health system? Well, I think the results in our study highlight the importance of having this protected space in the beginning of your career where you come from a very theoretical education, entering this mess that healthcare is, and being allowed to have a certain space to be a learner, I think it's really helpful in order for us to have safe and competent doctors. 
I think it just highlights the importance of having this space in the beginning of your career where you're allowed to be a learner and not just being thrown out at the deep end of the pool, having to learn to swim by yourself. Excellent. And I'll leave the questions about what's coming next for the next time we have an opportunity to talk, because as you said, your PhD is still evolving. And so I'm sure there's lots of uncertainty yet, but very grateful that you took the time to share what you've done so far with us. And we'll remind anybody who's listening that if you want more of the details and to get a better feel for the path that Yvonne is on, the paper is titled The Medical Internship as a Meaningful Transition, a Phenomenographic Study. Yvonne Carlson is the first author, and you'll find it in the December 2023 issue of Medical Education. Yvonne, with that, I should let you get back to your very young family, and we'll look forward to seeing what comes next. Perfect. Thank you very much. 